Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Okay, so today we are on part four of our uh, BPD, NPD um, series, Borderline Personality Disorder, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. And you know what? There's so many differences between the two, um, but many times the person that actually has BPD um, is confused with a narcissist. Um, and while they do have many similarities, they're vastly pretty much different. And so let's let's kind of try to start, um, let's dissect the narcissist a little bit today. I've done so many podcasts on narcissism and narcissist, and um, I'm going to continue to do more because it's a subject and it's a topic that many people are um, interested in because they've dealt with one because it seems like it's actually not real. Do these people really exist? How does this happen? Where do they come from? How do you protect yourself? Um, you know, and it's those are all amazing questions and it's really hard to answer how to protect yourself because they are really good, the covert narcissist at hiding under the radar until they're ready to be seen. But normally they shoot some pretty clear red flags early. Um, and it's just our own wounding that ignores those red flags because why they're not that much of a red flag to us because most likely you've dealt with a narcissist on some level in your past, right? So, and also what is a narcissist really, really good at doing? In the beginning, they're really good at giving you what you need. Why to hook you in? I'm going to hook you in. Hook, hook, hook. Let me just sink my hook into your big bath, bass mouth, <laughs> right? So, yeah, you need to understand a little bit more about them, right? You know, and um, again, there's traits of that narcissist in the BPD, but a BPD is not a narcissist, okay? Um you know, narcissistic personality disorder is there's a there's a fine line. It's from healthy function to dysfunction. And someone with um, NPD um, sees a different reality from most people. It's this alternate reality, you know, um, and they give no thought or very little thought to the people in their life. As long as you are keeping them happy, their bellies filled, um, giving them the warm bed, um, giving them whatever they need, they don't think about you. And that's the hardest thing to understand. And another thing for people, it's really hard to understand is that, you know, when they have people waiting in the wings, right? See, that is one thing also about a narcissist is they're usually having some sort of relationship with somebody besides the one they're in the relationship with. Whether it is a full-on physical affair or if it's an emotional affair, if it's just some sort of flirting, why? It's not about you. It's not because you're not good enough. It's because of their ego. Their ego just needs to be constantly 
fed. And also it's because of their fear, fear of not having their needs met, right? So they always have to make sure there's someone there to meet those needs in case you don't do it. You know, they never, ever can admit to making a mistake. Um, they're never, you know what? They're never held accountable. And they never admit to you their mistakes, ever. And that's why it's hard for somebody with MPD to get help, right? Because they cannot miss, say, yeah, this I'm wrong. I need help. I did this. I'm like, they, they can't do it, right? Um, if they have any feelings of inadequacy, any feelings of worthless, they, they need to cover it up, right? It's like um, they put their mask on all the time. And very few times do they forget to wear that mask. And the reason is because they guess what? They, they buy in to their own bullshit. They buy in to their own false beliefs about who they are, right? And if they were to stop believing that, they would literally practically wither and die inside of themselves, right? So um, now let's say you're, you are giving them admir admiration, you know, praise, attention. You're, you know, showering them with love, right? Um, if you have an impressive title or, um, you know, you're giving them special treatment, um, uh, approval, respect, you're applauding them, right? Um, all of these things, that means that you are good. You are the perfect what? Narcissistic supply. You are supplying them with everything they need to keep their false self real. Okay? So now what happens when you stop because you're on to them and you're starting to, the love bombing is gone. All of these things have gone away and you stop giving them those, the supply that they need. You've, you know, um, your narcissistic supply stops flowing. You're no longer affirming how great they are. You're no longer admiring them, praising them, giving them attention, giving them all whatever they need, right? Well, when that flow of supply stops, Okay, um, or if you criticize them for anything, if you blame them for anything, now you've injured them. And what is that called? Narcissistic injury. Okay, now, once they're injured, once their supply has caused their injury, once you have called them out, criticize them, blame them, and stop supplying them with adoration and love and giving them everything they want and need and desire, right? Okay, guess what happens? They feel vulnerable. They feel they might be exposed, okay? And guess what? This triggers their feelings of shame and inadequacy, and they can not happen. It cannot happen. I mean, and it can be as simple as losing an argument, right? Um, divorce is a big injury for them. Um, they are they 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 regularly take revenge on people in small ways, 
that are really meant to hurt a lot. Um, they act like bullies and they're not getting their way. They will just drop you. They will just end it with you. They will walk away without even a seeming care. They will have some live two different lives. Do you know that there are many, many, many men and women that are literally living two different lives? Some other whole other families that the, the partner doesn't know about and others literally are having an affair with two women or two men at the same time and neither know, you know, is it, you know, and obviously they start out with one person and then they have a, maybe a long-term affair. And you are hurt. You are hurt when you find out. No doubt. And you will know, by the way, if you mean anything by what happens after they've been found out. They blame you, right? All of it. What do they act like? See, because narcissistic rage is very similar to borderline personality disorder range, right? So it's not normal anger. It's unreasonable. It's out of proportion. Very aggressive. It can be outbursts of the anger, simmering resentment, the silent treatment, and or very cutting sarcasm. You're, you are the asshole. You are this. You are that. And the silent treatment is a big one they use. That's a fear tactic to get you fearful that they're going to what? Abandon you, leave you, get you back in line. Why? Because, oh, I got to get her back in line or him back in line because you know what? I got to um, let them be fearful of losing me. I'm going to give them the silent treatment. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to block them. I'm going to block them on everything and then let them freak out. And most people that are in a narcissist, with a narcissist have codependency within them and they will absolutely freak out. You know, they believe they are superior in many ways, entitled, special, above the law. And they they fantasize. They really do fantasize a lot about this world that they are perfect in, right? Um, very little empathy. But they can empathize with themselves very well. <laughs> How fucked is that? It's so bizarre, right? Like, it's so bizarre. What the hell? Oh, my God. But it's the truth. They need your admiration and whatever your feed is supplying them with from morning until night. Because the moment that admiration goes away, the moment you stop providing them and supplying them, the shame and sense of worthlessness starts to seep in and they cannot have it. Right. They, you know, they routinely, routinely use other people as pawns to get what they want. They have flying monkeys, flying monkeys everywhere. Little flying monkeys saying, oh, let me just protect the narcissist. I know that he's he or she is really bad, but let me protect them. Let me just, yeah, let me just ignore everything that they're doing, even though I know that they're abusing and really hurting these people. But I'm just going to stand. Who knows why the hell these flying monkeys do it? But the flying monkey is as bad as the narcissist. Because when you protect somebody that is borderline a monster, because everything a narcissist takes from somebody is the things that they worked hard for and they deserve and need. Let's go through the list. Their self-esteem, their confidence, love of self, love of life, their money, 
family members sometimes. They take away the person's self-worth, their self-respect. What is a price tag on all of those things that a narcissist takes away from a human being? Priceless. And it's bullshit. So anybody that is a flying monkey around that little narcissist, they're as bad as that little tiny little man or woman that is literally a peon in this world unfortunately and I don't give a shit about their wounding their childhood wounding and yes they were rejected and neglected in a big way they were really rejected right and neglected most of them are rejection and neglectful wound and I'm very sorry but you do not get to take your childhood injuries out on other people the way they do they cannot do it and I have no empathy sympathy or compassion for anybody that does that and that's what a narcissist is and who they are, right? They just simply don't care whether they hurt others. And they have no interest in helping them. As if you're helping them, they will help you slightly. Like you just fool you into thinking they're doing something, but they're not, right? They are arrogant. They feel um, superior. They have a sense of entitlement, right? All of this self-importance is just insane. They are absolutely convinced they're superior. And they're absolutely convinced they are entitled to whatever you have. They often lie about who they are. They often exaggerate about who they are, what they've done, what they've achieved, you know, all of the accolades they've received. Most of it is bullshit. Right? Most of it is bullshit. And their entitlement has nothing to do with work, nothing to do with um, uh, effort, nothing to do with accomplishment. They're just like a toddler, right? Um, who never learned that they're not the center of the universe. You know, and it's why they act like a small child. They become enraged when their demands are not met. And enraged is using horrible tactics to get what they want which part of it is the silent treatment right that is a, a, a horrible reaction to people they know that are, they react that way to people they know it's going to hurt the most right so um you know when you can understand that there's nothing you can do to change them and you can cry a million crocodile tears and it will not move them they will continuously flirt. They will continuously find other people to supply them. And then when you injure them, that injury, they will punish you. It's just, it's it's incredible, right? They have this huge lack of um, empathy. They will never put your, be able to put their self in your shoes or anyone's. And the lack of empathy is really the biggest thing that I can see when I'm dealing with a narcissist or people ask me. That is one of the things. There's the love bombing, of course. There's the, um, but the lack of empathy is humongous, right? Um, it's like basically, so the, the um, fear of abandonment is at the center of person um, with borderline personality disorder. They are, that's the one thing they fear the most. For the MPD, it's really the lack of empathy. They won't emotionally support you. Don't expect them to listen to you. Um, and really realize that 
they, they will diminish you. That's the best word I can think of here. Diminish you. They will diminish you to nothing. It's hard to take in. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Right? You could spend hours detailing how you felt hurt. And they will just look at you. And then they will tear down every word that came out of your mouth. Until you end up apologizing. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Because it's so absurd. <laughs> right? And they're going to tell you over and over that you're wrong for feeling the way you do. Nobody can tell you that you're wrong for feeling the way you do. Don't ever believe that, right? So they don't even consider the pain they're putting on you. And they don't give a shit, right? They really don't. Um, and that ongoing need for admiration and attention is so old and boring. And it gets like, are you kidding me? You need me to tell you this again? God! <laughs> you know? Just acknowledge me and adore me all the time. I just need you to admire me. Do whatever I want you to do. No! No! I don't want to do that and I'm not doing it anymore. That's me. That, you have to get to a point, right? Remember, what do I always say? Besides the fact that I love my tagline, relationships begin with you, is... Change does not happen until it's harder to stay the same. And here's the thing. This isn't about the narcissist because they're not going to change. All they're going to do is leave you. And that's the truth. They'll find somebody else. I'm talking about you in this incident. You will not be, you will not change and heal until it's harder for you to be with this person. And that's the truth, right? That is the truth. They are compulsively fantasizing about things of unlimited success, brilliance, power, beauty. And it's not even in their realm because they are lazy, most of them. And they just want, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And they will exploit others to get what they want. They will steal from people. They will take from people. And those people will never even know it. And then they will turn around and blame the people that they stole from and they took from for being an asshole in some other way, right? They deserved it. They have enough money. They don't need it. They did blah, 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 blah. The emotional development is not there. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're just feel so inferior and they, and there's just no confidence. They just don't have any confidence. And so what they, do they do? They try to actually act so confident and then they convince themselves, but they're, in the meanwhile, they're just taking, taking, taking. And their biggest fear is what? Fear of public exposure, right? They, it is terrifying for them to think that they're going to be called out in public. Terrifying. But who keeps them safe? They're flying monkeys. Their flying monkeys keep them safe. Now, there's the grandiose narcissist, which is a really, really big one. And then there's the, the co covert narcissist, which is, you know, also sometimes called the vulnerable narcissist. Um, you know, we can, we can spot the grandiose narcissist from a mile away. You know, they're the ones that are actually really 
most of the time successful in some way, driving the Ferraris, driving the big, having the big houses, showing off, never really caring about their children, their wives, their husbands, whatever it is. Um, you know, they're, they're basically, um, you know, think this of the CEO, right. Who really doesn't give a shit about anybody. Right. Um, and takes credit for things, but while treating the, the, the employees like shit. You know, there's just, when when you're faced, you know, with a grandiose nar narcissist, um, you will find that they are utterly blameless and they are perfect. And they will counterattack. They will counterattack. And so, obviously, if it's called covert, well, that would mean that the covert narcissist is less obvious, right? Um, and... They radiate self-confidence, confidence. They believe they're perfect, right? Um, their narcissism becomes more apparent over time. They do feel humiliated, degraded, or empty a lot. They will withdraw socially. Um, and they will always tell you their victim stories. These are the people that will tell you how bad they're... Um, they're a victim to somebody, somebody, you know, their husband, their wife, their partner, their ex, their family, their this, their that, right? Um, there's, it's always somebody else's fault. They're very passive aggressive. They will agree to something and then do exactly the opposite. They make and break promises, they procrastinate, they act sullen, stubborn, and they just look for people, a lot of them, to take care of them, right? Um, and there's so many other differences and there's so much more to do talking about narcissism that I'm probably going to just start doing one podcast a month on narcissism because it's just so vast and wide. And, and the hardest part is, is that most of all, most people with NPD will not get better. They will stay the same for the rest of their lives, no matter what somebody says, right? Um, now, of course, there's always that few, one case, right? But, or a few. And when it's about really um, treating them as children, trying to find some form, a little bit of empathy within them. But it's also really is that some, they will have to have lost something really big. That will be what will do it, which is like a lot of people, right? Um, but a lot of MPDs, and I've been here before, really try to, you know, charm or even humiliate the person, you know, their therapist, their coach, whoever, and convince them that their problems lie with the other person. And sometimes those those MPD people can succeed in that, and that makes it worse for the codependent that's with them, right? Um, or anybody that's with them. So basically, the MPD has to be willing to take off the mask, and the coach or therapist has to be willing to say, I'm not buying into your shit. I don't believe you. Either get real now or get out. We're done. And yes, I basically said that before. Um, because what has to happen is you have to be really confident in yourself 
I have to, and I am very confident in myself. I'm very confident in my skills. I am very assertive. And I don't succumb to the, their attempts to woo me, charm me, or especially humiliate me. You know, um, and it requires serious effort to help them. It really does. Because they're really um, are impervious to logic when they're triggered, right? They're, they can be very emotionally and verbally abusive. They see things in the black and white. There are no shades of gray. And they're very unwilling to listen to what they don't want to hear, right? So that's a lot to deal with. And also they'll lie. Most of them will lie a lot. And they also want my attention, your attention. They want a therapist's attention and plenty of it. Right. And also the lim the littlest thing can trigger them. So there's a lot of drama around them and they will not take. It's hard to get them to take any responsibility. So when you're living in this alternate reality. Which is not which is not based on fact. And they're projecting their badness onto other people. Well, guess what happens there? It's very how do you get somebody like that to admit that they're they were wrong or made a mistake? How do you get them to take responsibility for their words or their actions? It's it's damn right difficult and pretty much almost impossible. So I would say odds are your MPD is not going to heal. Odds are there's maybe a slight chance. So what that means is you must heal. You must heal you in order to leave the relationship. You must see your value, your worth, your love. Rebuild your confidence, your self-esteem, all of it. And good news, I am now about to run my group course, Living Your Highest Potential, going from basically <laughs> relationships that are just surviving to thriving. And, and how, you know, I'm going to teach in there how to get over these people, how to get over narcissists, how to get through a breakup and how to get through a divorce, but also how to heal and how to see yourself as a worthy person. It's an eight week course and I gave, I give everything in it. I give it my all. I'm putting the links in the comment in the, I'm sorry, in this section for the show and use the code EB20. There's three different plans for you. I have the flow state and then I have the two other, um, you know, there's the VIP, which is the, you know, you you get obviously more. And then there's the middle one. But you know what? I, I did it where there's three different price points and everybody can afford this. We start on Sunday, April 30th. The code is EB20. EB20. It's an early bird discount code and it's good till April, I think, 18th or 19th. Um, click on the link. To learn more and to sign up if you have any questions email me i love you don't waste your life with one of these people do not do it heal come to my course come it's it's a life changing life changing course i run it three to four times a year and you want to get into it you want to get in now trust me start today by saying yes to yourself until next time